may be seated. We thank Sister Hope and Brother Darnell for being so available with their gifts. Come with us now to the New Testament, the New Testament Gospel of John. The New Testament Gospel of John. John chapter 11. John chapter 11, verses 28 through 45. Verses 28 through 45. And we invite you, as you have the word, to stand, if you're able, out of respect for God's holy word. And listen now for the word of the Lord. When she, Martha, had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and she went to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her, they saw Mary get up quickly and go out and they followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and she said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came weeping uh, with her also, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus began to weep. So the Jew says, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he have opened the eyes of the blind man, have, have kept this man from dying? And then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there's a stench because he's been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus looked upward and, and said, Father, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I, I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. 
The dead man came out and his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. And now I want you to pray with and for me. Oh Lord, as I come before your people by many, many ways, we praise you for that. And Lord, I ask now, even now, that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the precious and holy name of Jesus, I pray. Let everyone say, Amen. Put a smile on your face in expectation of the Word of God. Glory to God. The Word for today is, Even Now. Even now, in our scripture lesson today, we, we visit and revisit the story of Lazarus of Bethany and the miracles his dear friend Jesus promised to him. Now, the lesson is about one of Jesus' friends and his sisters, Mary and Martha. Oh, this family, this family was in close relationship with the Lord. Verse 5 of this same chapter tells us that Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Mm -hmm. Isn't it something? Isn't it something to be in close relationship with Jesus? Oh, that means to to praise him every day, to talk with him throughout the day, to pray in his name often, to feel his presence in our homes and on our jobs and, and in our lives. Oh, to worship him every opportunity that we get. To just keep in regular touch with, with Jesus. It's special to be in close relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's just special. Can I get an amen? Man, well, beloved, our story, our story today is about a family who loved Jesus, and they showed it in every way. So when Jesus' friend, Lazarus of Bethany, fell sick, and it was the immediate response of his sisters to send word that he was sick to his friend, Jesus. 
child of God, you know, before we go any further, let me ask you something. Let me ask you, let me ask you something. What would, what, what would you do if your friend needed you? What would you do if you had the solution to your friend's problems at your fingertips? What would, what would you do if your friend had a situation in their lives that you could easily fix for them? There is no doubt in my mind or yours that you would rush to their rescue. Right about it? Right. Well... We read that after hearing, heard, uh, that having heard that Lazarus was ill, Jesus stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Oh, listen, Jesus, Jesus had the power, you know, to just speak to words from wherever he was, and Lazarus would have been healed. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus had the power to change the whole situation with just a wave of his hand. Jesus had the power of divine healing, and he didn't use it. He didn't use it even for a close friend. Oh, stay with me, stay with me. I wonder why would Jesus do a thing like that? Ah, if Jesus would do that to Lazarus, how will he respond to me and to you? If you listen carefully, you will understand. Well, in verse 17, now we read that when Jesus finally arrived in the city where Lazarus lived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the grave. He was dead. Been in the grave for four days. Jesus stayed where he was until his friend Lazarus was dead and buried. Jesus stayed away until the situation was as bad as it could get. Jesus didn't come until all the worst had already happened. After all, hope was already gone. After everybody had given up and given in. Oh, my, he came at the worst time. But verse 21 says, Martha said to, to Jesus, Lord, 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 if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But then very quickly her faith kicked in and she continued. But even now, but even now, <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. I know that God will give you whatever you ask him even now. And so Martha said, even now when things are as bad as they can get. Even now when they can't get no worse than they already are. When I don't know what to do next. Even now when all of my resources have run out. Even now when everybody has given up. And even now, Jesus, I know that God will give you whatever you ask him. And then Jesus told her, Martha, I am. Oh, I love God. I love Jesus. You know, they don't, they don't, they know who they are. 
And we go around telling people who we are. That don't, that don't make no difference. But this one, uh -uh. he said, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. <laughs> Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? So she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world to save us. Yes, yes, I know, Lord Jesus, I know. Oh, now, I don't know, beloved, what your even now is. But I always know from time to time we always get in a valley of I don't know what to do even now, well, there's nothing too hard for, for God. Beloved, Martha knew who Jesus was. She knew because she was close to him. See, you people be talking about who they know, calling people names, and wanting you to be impressed with who they know. Some of the people they talk about they know they have never been close to. They just... They ain't never been to the house. They ain't never had lunch with them. They ain't never talked to them on the telephone. I said she knew Jesus because she was close to him. But still in the midst of it all, the pain of the situation and the reality of the hopelessness while she was walking through her valley, she needed to be reminded of who Jesus was and she needed to reaffirm her faith in him. That's important because you ought to surround your people who from time to time can, can remind you of who Jesus is. Not because they heard it, but because they know for themselves. You see, after being consoled and reassured by Jesus and reminded of what she already knew, she went to tell her sister that Jesus was close and, and wanted to see her. Can you picture it, beloved? Can you just picture it in your mind? Because her sister was close to Jesus, too, he started to call for her even before he got to her house. <laughs> Can you picture it? Oh, listen, Jesus can't wait to see you when you're close to him. He can't wait till he get close to you to call your name. <laughs> He's Jesus, and those who love him know the sound of his voice. Jesus gets excited about us needing him when we close to him. Jesus started calling for Mary while he was on the way to her house. And the people in the house with her consoling her saw her get up. And so they got up and they began to follow her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep some more for her dead brother. You see, <laughs> some hear him. But some just follow. Listen, child of God, listen. Sometimes people will not understand how you can get up from a bad situation and go to work 
and still praise the Lord. And I'm talking about some, sometimes people don't understand how when you cried all night long, you can still get up, put your clothes on, take your children to school, get back in the car and shout for joy. Sometimes people don't understand how you can still love the Lord so much and your life is in a turmoil. Sometimes people will not understand how you can believe in the promises of God when you are struggling for your life. I'm talking about sometimes. However, somebody needs to say however. When Mary came where Jesus was and she saw him, she knelt at his feet. And she said to him, crying, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Oh, my God, beloved. Oh, let us see this picture. This picture because no matter how much we question the Lord, we must always do it in humility and devotion. It breaks my heart when I walk into some churches and there is no devotion. People be talking across the aisle to each other. People be screaming and to each other. I'm talking about devotion. I'm talking about humility, not to people, but to God. To God. Oh, when we wonder why, we need to make sure we, we wander in love and respect and trembling. The problem with the world today is there is no fear of reverence for God Almighty. Mary was so filled with grief and pain and sorrow that she respectfully and gently and pitifully said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have and when Jesus saw her weeping, when he saw her crying, and the Jews came with her also, and, and they were weeping, Jesus was greatly moved. Do you know it's all right to cry? Don't ever tell a young boy, men don't cry. If anybody has a tear duct, it's there so you can cry. Lord knows I'd be scared of a man who can't cry. Oh, what's wrong? He got no emotions, they said to him. Lord, come and see, come and see. And so the Jews said, see, you see how, you see how he, he loved Lazarus? He was weeping over Lazarus. He loved him. Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man then have kept this man, his friend, from dying? You know, there's some people, they just always see the neck. Here they are trying to trip on Jesus. Well, he might have loved him, but he didn't save him. He might have loved him. But he let him suffer. 
He might have loved him, but he didn't come on time. Listen, beloved. Beloved, always remember now that in the humanness of Jesus, Jesus was fully human and fully God. In his humanness, he's bore our sorrows. He's carried our grief. That's why he came. God said, I don't know what's wrong with them people down there on earth that I created. They're just acting up. Now, I'm a holy God. Sin cannot touch me. So I got to find a way to just get a little idea of what makes them tick. So I'll, I'll send myself. As a human, my son. And let him feel what they feel, and at the same time, be God. Ooh, that is something. You can't put that together in a science lab. That's divine. Listen, Jesus knows all about our troubles. He knows all about our troubles. That's why I love God so. That he loved us, that he became one of us, when he didn't have to. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows like Jesus. Not my mama, not my daddy, not my friends. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows like Jesus. You see, Jesus goes through the valley with us. He, he, he knows and he understands. He feels with us. He knows. Oh, yes, he knows just how much we can bear. He, he weeps for us. He weeps with us. He weeps. Jesus weeps for us just like he wept for his friend, Lazarus. Please don't walk up in God's house and in your whole life you ain't never cried in the house of God. In verse 14 we read, then, then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him now. Let's go to him. Because we need to remember that Jesus follows direct orders from his father, God, when it comes to our lives. We need to remember that Jesus does everything in God's timetable. We need to remember that we are being used in all of our situations for the glory and the power and the majesty of the Lord to be revealed to those around us. See, see, let me tell you what's happening today, child of God. Know this, know this, know this. Whenever something happens in our lives, it's not always about us. We got to stop obsessing over ourselves. We ain't that important. 
In many ways, it's a compliment to your relationship with God. Because God doesn't want to use anybody to demonstrate God's glory. Because God knows some people ain't close enough to Jesus to go through trouble. God knows that some people can't even be trusted with trouble. That's why he used Job, the most righteous man in all the world at the time the Bible says. Because Job went through, and at the same time he was going through, he praised the Lord. If he can test you now to praise him in every situation, if he can trust you, to not give up on him when you don't even know what's going on in your life. If he can trust you, he'll use you. People want to know why you're going through so much. Because you anointed. <laughs> you anointed. Child of God, know this is not always about us when God knows that he can trust us then he uses us to demonstrate his glory to others who may believe. The Lord increases and he teaches us and others to believe in him more with every struggle we go through. Don't you know the world looks at you when you call yourself a Christian? As Christianity's numbers have been dwindling, the last 80 and 50 years, the world has gone insane. So, even now, in the midst of all the stuff going on, even now, somebody who does not believe in God, and oh, there are many today. There are many, many today. Anybody who can just, you know, just disobey the commandments, don't even know the commandments, you know, just going around killing people and, and not understanding that we were created in, in the image of God. He didn't say a horse was created in his image or a cow or a skunk. He didn't say that. That don't mean we're not supposed to treat the environment Right. But to kill a human being, God's most precious of all creations, what has happened to us? Just no, no conscience about the worth of human life. In fact, that's why we want to humanize everything. Because the more we humanize things, the less value a person has. I read years ago that, that people are programmed to dehumanize humans so it's easy to kill them without a conscience. Yeah, they say the Jews used to put pictures of a roach or a bar, insect, put a human's face on it. Oh, now we do similar things. Oh, yeah. I've mentioned this before. 
See, your RV now has a name. That's my cafe over there. My car is Joan. My wig, her name is Sharon. My dog is my baby. All of these things, all of these things, all of this mindset puts human life at the bottom. Don't you know that's how they justified slavery? Dogs meant more to slave owners than a human life. And so here we go again. Poor animals, I feel sorry for them sometimes. They got them all dressed up with their diamonds and their little bow ribbons, and I know them dogs say, what in the, can I just be a dog? What's wrong with y'all? I got a name. It's Dog. What is wrong? Because we don't want to go to the love of how to love a human. We want something we can control. We want to just be loved. But, but when I come home, the dog welcomes me while you in bad shape. Because you ought to have a man or a woman or children or somebody that's human like you, getting excited about you coming home. It breaks my heart to see how sick this society has gotten. Yes, makes me sick. My God, my God, human beings and children locked up. Children need to be rocked by a human and and, He reveals his glory with our hardships. You see, Jesus was using his friend just as a demonstration. God will do that to some of us who are strong in him. He'll just use us as a demonstration. You see, that's what the world needs today. The world needs to see that even now, Jesus can still work miracles. Oh, no, government can't fix it. No, no. The police can't fix it. All that needs fixing. Congress and the Senate, they can't fix it. It's bad enough that the church today (laughs) is having a hard time trying to be who and what God sent the church to be. But we are the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Beside him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. And you need to tell somebody. Well, then, then Jesus went to the grave, the tomb, and he found a stone lying against it. And Jesus said, Take the stone away. Not that Jesus couldn't have taken the stone away himself. But whenever he wants to be a part of whatever we need, this example says we got to do something. You can't just let Jesus do everything. 
We his hands. We his eyes. We his voice. We his ears. We are his instrument. He said, okay, you got to do something. You take the stone away. You, you participate in this miracle. Jesus will always expect us to do something in the midst of his miracles. Jesus will not do for us that which we can do for ourselves. People sick. Pastor, come lay hands on me. I think that's, you know, pastors have a gift of healing. I just want God to use me in any way. But you know what I always tell people? After I've laid hands on you, please go to the doctor. Because if you are divinely healed, the doctor will know it. And Jesus uses doctors. And he uses medicine. You got to help yourself. I'm just sick. Did you go to the doctor? No. Did you take anything? Oh, no. I don't believe in medicine. It all says how we believe. I ain't taking them shots. You know what confuses me about that church is that I'll be 80 in two months, and I've had every shot you can name. Why would I not want this one? People ought to be smarter now than they were 80 years ago. 60 years ago when I took my polio and my all them shots. You know shots? I don't understand what's going on. I just believe that when I go to the doctor, I go with Jesus. And I told my doctor the other day, I thank you, doctor. She said, oh, we got the glaucoma. It's gone. It's a brand new surgery. I had glaucoma. It's gone. Praise God's holy name. I didn't say because it's new. I don't want to try it. I didn't say that. I said, God, put your spirit in the doctor's hands and my faith will rise. Because even if it's new, this is 2022. People ought to be better at medicine than they used to be. And she started clapping. Ah, oh, she was clapping. I got it. I got it. I said, well, doctor, I'm going to tell you, I, I praise God that you got it. And I have my own, my own way of thinking. God first. You working with God first. And the scientists who don't even believe God is using them. To heal people with glaucoma. Oh, Lord, have a mercy. We got to do something today to get back to God. It's a miracle. We got to expect some miracles. Mother said to him, Lord, already there's a stench because he's been dead for four days. Oh, isn't it amazing that we just always want to tell Jesus uh, just how really bad the problem is? Jesus, you don't know. Oh, that's such an insult. Now, your husband don't know, and your cousin don't know, and your children don't know. That's true. They don't know. But Jesus, ah, she said he's dead. He's buried four days. 
His body is in, what is it, manga, manga, whatever. He's thinking. And then, and when we go on and we go on like that, Jesus, you can't, then Jesus said, well, you know what? To you it seems impossible, but that's the kind of situation I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Jesus says, I'm looking for a situation that, that seems hopeless. I'm looking for a problem that the doctor's given up on. I'm looking for a relationship that's doomed to failure. I'm looking for somebody who has had diabetes since childhood. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for an incurable disease. I'm looking for a husband who doesn't go to church. I'm looking for a child who's in trouble. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for a helpless situation so that I can show you so that I can show you that if you believe in me, even now, when you find yourself in a mess of trouble, even now, if you believe in me, I'll show you the glory of God. And so the Lord says, thank you for the opportunity. Because Jesus says, I want to work. I want to work a miracle. I want to work. I want to show how powerful I really am. Show me the ecosystem that human beings have missed. You can't fix it. Show it to me. All of your sins, you can't save yourself. Show them to me. I want to make the impossible possible. I'm Jesus, hallelujah, even now when it seems impossible to you, it's at the Lord's in the midst of it, you tired, you depressed, you angry, even now, every time you cut on the TV, somebody been shot, somebody been killed, somebody been all kind of evil things, when it looks like it's as bad as it can get, I've never in my lifetime seen this country and the world, the world, as bad as it can get. Oh, Jesus say, it's as bad as it can get when it feels like you can't make it another day. Oh, even now. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Come on, bring it to me. Church, you ought to be praying for the weather to get right. You ought to be praying that people stop killing all the animals and messing up the world. You ought to be praying for the ice that's melting in the Arctic. You ought to be praying that mental people in this states will, will have, get some help. You ought to be praying that somebody will stop all the guns. You better be praying that the police department will be saved. Oh, when he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in cloth. And Jesus said to him, see, you got to always participate in the miracle. Jesus said to him, you unbind him and let him go. Sometimes Jesus will raise the dead and we want them to stay dead. Jesus said, you unbind him and let him go. And when Lazarus heard the voice of Jesus... <laughs> When Lazarus saw, he got up, he walked out of the tomb, 
And the people said, it's a miracle. Even now, in the midst of all of this stuff, you ought to be able to say as a Christian, I'm looking. I'm looking for a miracle. Now, the rest of y'all can go crazy. The rest of y'all can be too scared to go to the grocery store. The rest of y'all can believe that you ain't going to get sick. The rest of y'all can do all that you want to do. But me, I'm looking because I know Jesus. I know the miracle maker. I know the man who is able to do all things well. I know that with God all things are possible. And so I'm telling a sad world. I'm telling a sick world. I'm telling a depressed world. I'm telling an anxiety-filled world. I'm looking. I'm looking for a miracle. Expect the impossible. I feel the intangible and I see with my faith the invisible. Oh, the sky is the limit to what I can have. I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see the invisible. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And I know I you're feel gonna do something. The intangible. Hallelujah. You know the sky. The sky, the sky is, is a limit to what I can For a miracle, I expect the impossible. I see the invisible, joy in your bones. and I feel the intangible. Oh, yeah. I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. Oh, during this time, child of God, 
people ought to see a smile on your face. You know how people are suffering all over the world? Pray for Russia and Ukraine. Pray for the world. Whatever affects somebody anywhere in the world today will affect America, believe me. Pray. Expect. See. Just believe it. Jesus said, don't you, don't you believe? Just believe. God. Oh, hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. He's a God of miracles. And what we need now in the world today is a miracle after a miracle after a miracle after a miracle that only Jesus can perform. And I pray that those of you who are watching Hope the miracle is that you have been touched through the energy of a machine because you believe and because you take the time and the effort to not miss worship by any means possible. There may be those of you who don't know God by God's rules. You see, God has his own way. God says, believe in me. Confess your sins. Know that my son came to save you. And believe in him. And then I will give you, after I forgive your sins, You will never die. You will just go on to heaven where Jesus says, I have a room already with your name on it. Why? Because you accepted me into your heart. Don't think it just going to come. No, you, you got to do something. You got to join the church. You got to surrender to God. You got to give your life to God with your own free will. So the doors of God's church are open and you are invited to join. This church, we welcome you, but some church. And we're praying that in the midst of all of the things that are going on in the world, yes, the devil's running rampant but you know what prayer ought to be running even more rampant pray child of God pray pray and watch God work a miracle if not in your life in somebody's life you know who will tell you about it be around people who give God glory. And they'll bless you. 
The doors are open for the offering now for those of you who would like to give. As the Bible says, forsake not the assembly. Give your tithes and your offerings to God. Not because God needs our money, but because we need to give the money to God who made it possible for us to have it in the first place. And so now as we prepare to leave this place, as I borrow from another pastor, I hope with this sermon you can just keep hope alive. Know that God is able. And expect every day of your life. Expect a miracle. Now I invite you all here to stand. Stand, just look across the room and say to somebody, say, even now, praise God's holy name. And as you leave this place, fulfilled, refilled, and overflowing with the word of God in your heart hearts let the church say let the church say